loses his girlfriend. Mm. To who? <laughs> no, like she dies. Not like, <laughs> not like Kit Fisto walks up. <laughs> what up, girl? Because <laughs> he's like a water Jedi. <laughs> I don't know why that's how I correlate that. Yo, back again. <laughs> Last episode, a little rough, calling it episode zero. Come on. It was really episode one. Austin's audio was the Phantom Menace. Mm. Um, I see what you did there. We're back again. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Chuck, Chuck, can you hear me? He can hear you. <laughs> hey. S- hey, can you hear me? <laughs> Good. So speaking of Attack of the Clones... Why do you keep wearing what I wear? I own three or four <laughs> shirts, so that's on you. So we don't we don't plan what we're wearing. We just show up. I have limited options. And last week, we wore the same beige shirt. And this week, we're wearing the same Total denim, accident. white shirt, same watch. Well, you guys have seen two of my three, so I need you to step it up next time and wear something different. So what's going on in Nerdville? Tell you what, people are gearing up for this Obers Kenobers series coming out. They're getting so, obed up and so, canobed down. For people that don't know what that is, <laughs> what is that? The Obi Wan Kenobi series is coming out on Disney Plus, May twenty seventh, twenty seventh. We are excited. We're Why getting we? two episodes May twenty seventh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so they're this is they're dropping two because I think uh, they were supposed to drop it a little earlier than May twenty seventh. Yes, and they pushed it back, but as a treat to the fans. They're going to give us two episodes. I feel treated. Thank you, Disney. And then, so that'll be Friday, and then it'll stream on Wednesdays after that. So yeah, should be sweet. We watched the trailer. We did. Trailer's well done. What's tough about the trailer is you look it up on YouTube, and there's 1,739 fan-made trailers that have 100 million views, so you never know which one to click. But if you find a legit Disney one, it looks exciting. What do you think about it? I think it was awesome. I had goosebumps. Um, right in the beginning, when you hear his voice come in, good old Daddy Juan Kenobi. Daddy. Daddy Juan. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. Father Juan Kenobes. He is a really good actor. <laughs> I enjoy him. <laughs> yup. Anyway, like I was saying... <laughs> Um. Yeah, when he starts talking, you know, the fighting's over. We lost. Like you just feel like, dang. It's sick because this episode or this TV show is right before episode four. Right. And in this trailer, you get this sense of no hope. Mm. You feel so like they lost. Obi Wan's on the run. He's hiding. Right. And you get this, like, dark vibe, this saddened. How dark? Dark. (laughs) On a scale of one to dark. Pretty dark. Seven? (laughs) Like a nine. (laughs) Um, But it's cool because it's leading into episode four, which is A New Hope. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to make you feel hopeless so that when the new hope comes. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's probably the angle they'll take. 
they got to really make it hopeless. They're bridging that gap, though. And, and what's important to understand is the timeline. So this is basically right in the middle of three and four. It's like um, 10 years after three. 10 years after three. So Luke is like a 10-year-old kid. Um, there's a lot of things that were done in episode three. And even in Rogue One, um, Rogue One was like this Band-Aid for the franchise to bridge the gap uh, to A New Hope because there's so many unknowns and plot holes and how did they get the Death Star plans, you know, all of that. Rogue One does a beautiful job of bridging the gap, but there's still this giant hole in the plot where we don't know so much about what was going on, uh, what was going on with Vader and Palpatine. How many Jedi are left and what happened with all of them? Because all we know about is Yoda goes to Dagobah, Obi-Wan goes to Tatooine, and that's it. But there's other Jedi out there in the galaxy. Are they going to explore that? What do you think? My theory is the only other Jedi we're going to see, I would think, would be to set up how sick the inquisitors are mm -hmm. like they're gonna showcase the inquisitors by bringing them in showing that they're just obliterating and who Jedi. are the inquisitors so if you haven't seen rebels some people haven't and they're missing out <laughs> we're gonna need to do an episode about that. we're gonna need to do a 17 part series on rebels maybe i don't feel like 12 <laughs> 12 <laughs> but, is good um so inquisitors are like agents of Vader. Um, Vader can't be everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. So he almost delegates these... Like Force-sensitive beings yeah. that maybe potentially at one time were Jedi. Yeah. We get into that a little bit in the uh, Fallen Order video game. Is it Fallen Order? Yeah. With Cal Celeste. I haven't even played it. I haven't either, but I've seen... <laughs> I did the chief thing. I didn't buy the game and play it because that would have taken too much time. So I just watched the game on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever done that. You can do it. It's totally cheating, but you can watch every cutscene of the video game and know exactly what happens. Uh, there are rumors that the actor who played Cal Celeste. Kestis. Uh, Kestis? Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he, um, there's an actor who played him for the video game, and he's a real actor, and he potentially might show up in this yeah he could i also just read a quote from ian mcdermott the actor who played palpatine he might show up somewhere in this show let me That'd find that cool. quote i think we're gonna get some sick vader stuff i think we're gonna get some sick obi-wan stuff that's that's what i hope to see i want to see obi-wan in despair going piss mode <laughs> if you've seen episode one <laughs> Yeah, what's interesting is like we just looked it up. Phantom or um, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. So this is 16, 17 years since Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor has been Obi Wan. A lot has happened with Obi Wan's character since he was Obi Wan, which is kind of weird to think about because, I mean, he is the face of Obi Wan, but so much happens in the animated show that his character takes. I mean, like I talked about in the last episode, you just get more hours of exposure to his character, and a lot has happened with him, and I'm interested to see how much of that they play off of from the animated show into Ewan McGregor as the character. Uh, 
because there's a storyline. I don't know if anybody hasn't seen the animated series. There is a storyline that Obi-Wan has a girlfriend and at one point considered not being a Jedi and completely leaving the Jedi Order to be with this girl. Had she said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that, that's like a little tidbit of information where are we going to see any flashbacks with Duchess Satine? Is she going to be involved at all in this show? Are they going to ignore that? Because that is part of his history. And what's great about that part of the show is it adds a layer to when Anakin and Padme are secretly together. In the movies, Obi-Wan doesn't really have a connection to that. And he never really like, you never see him like sympathize with Anakin because like, I understand what you're going through. I understand you want to be with Padme. He never has that moment in the movies, but in the show, he has that moment with him over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I think in the movies you see in episode two, Padme falls off the ship while they're chasing Dooku. And Anakin says, put the ship down. Right. Obi-Wan says, come to your senses. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of where we see Obi-Wan almost drilling into Anakin like, no, that's not okay. Right. Yeah, but, Whereas, in, but in the movie, he's very much just like, it's not the Jedi way, but it's like. But he knows. But he understands yeah. it because All right, he's here's, got a girl. Here's the quote from Ian McDermott. There's a certain show coming soon set right around the time I may have been considered to be very active. Whether or not you'll see my physical body, I can't comment on, but you will certainly feel my presence. Wow. So the Emperor is going to be involved in the show. I think maybe you'll just see him pulling the strings behind the curtain. You're gonna, they're going to have Vader, which Hayden Christensen is coming back to be Vader. It's been confirmed 100,000 times. And that is really exciting because I talked about last episode how the end of Rogue One is my favorite because you see this uber-powerful Vader just go ham. How much of that are we going to see in this show? Um, let's talk about the trailer, though. Because the trailer, it like you watch Mando, you watch the Boba Fett show, um, it has like a TV show type of feel. And when I was watching the trailer, the shots, the I mean, there's a, a scene where the ship flies by, it looks like an Inquisitor ship. It's like, this feels more like a movie and less like a TV show. And I think that because they're bringing all these actors from the movies back on, it's going to have more of a movie feel than it is a TV show. But then they showed the Grand Inquisitor in the trailer, and I immediately thought, maybe it is just a TV show because this looks not like a movie. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen Rebels, Grand Inquisitor is like the lead guy. He is like, Vader is number one in command, and Grand Inquisitor is like his second in command in terms of hunting down these Jedi. And in the TV show, he is the same alien race as um, the guys on Utapau. Yeah. When the, which is the planet in the movies where Obi-Wan kills General Grievous. And there's all those, those they, when he gets to the planet, there's like those councilmen, like politicians that are basically saying like, Grievous is here. Um, you need to go face him or whatever. Yoink him. Go yoink him. And so that alien race is who the Grand Inquisitor is. And they have a very elongated head. If you remember, they got like a lot of lines in their skin and the Grand Inquisitor that they showed in the trailer did not meet that level of it just didn't look the same quality. No, it looked like a guy with a prosthetic. They're very elongated and he was very roundy. roundy. He was a 
he was chonked boy. He was a chonker. Instead of long boy. But then there was a new picture that just came out and he looked a little bit more long boy. So maybe they're going to fix it. Maybe they listen to the fans in this one because they they also kind of butchered it a little bit in the Bobo Fett show with Cad Bane. A lot of people were ticked at his appearance because when you see him in the animated show, it was it just looked weird. Yeah. It's crazy, too, that, you know, you see it in the show and then the week that the episode drops, you've got in a matter of hours fans who come up with their own version right and they're already better yeah so how do you how do you not get it right yeah like a fan can make it in a couple hours and make it look amazing disney has had that happen to them quite a bit lately it's like you have all the money you have all the resources you can get the best talent so why yeah why did this guy just come up with an edit that would have been much better um but it's tough. It's tough to translate the animated world to real life because even Ahsoka's character uh, with um, Rosario, what's her name? Rosario Dawson? Is that it? Rosor- yeah. I don't know the pronunciation. I don't that's... either. If it sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but I think that's her name. Right. Um, it, it, like, it's good, but it's not the same because with the animation show, they can do anything with those characters. They don't have to worry about real life physics because they were talking about her headdress, her her head tails are not as long as they are in the show it's like well when she's fighting it's hard for those to be flinging around and it's not really practical it's like okay that makes sense but at the same time like i just want it to look exactly like the animated show did what are your projections though for obese so i have some theories i think first and foremost the last thing we see in Obi-Wan, like the last storyline that goes into Obi-Wan in, in episode three, at the mm-hmm. very end, Yoda says, an old friend has emerged from the Force Nether. Or I, don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but and Obi-Wan looks at him and goes, Qui-Gon. So there is no way Disney ruins that. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't not go into that. Yeah, Qui-Gon has to show up at some point. I think... This is how it starts. We either get the very beginning of the show is either going to be setting up the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. set like their persona, their mm-hmm. Jedi hunter personality, where you opens up with them hunting them down. Right. Or it opens up with Obi-Wan in the sands of Tatooine, looking at a fire. You know, in the distance is young Luke working. Or, you know, playing around outside. Moisturizing his farm. You get this vibe. Okay, Obi-Wan's the protector. You know, this... Watchful guardian. Yeah, watchful guardian. But he's sitting in the sands, gazing into the fire, just remembering everything he's been through. Mm. And you may not know everything he's been through. Um, You might think, bro, like, what? He lost Anakin. Okay. No, 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 no. He lost his master, mm. Qui-Gon. He lost his brother, Anakin little bit of a spoiler loses his girlfriend mm. <laughs> no like she dies not like not like kit fisto walks up <laughs> what up girl because <laughs> he's like a water jedi <laughs> i don't know why that's how i correlate that um no, so he lo- he has lost everything at the like in this moment of time, he has lost his girl, 
yeah. his mentor, his father figure, his master, right. his brother, a little kid that he helped taught everything he knows, helped grow up, you know. He went from being a Jedi master on the Jedi console to some hermit on a double sunned up on a Thursday afternoon planet. Yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't follow what you just said, but <laughs> my brain needed a second there. That's um, dude, I don't even know what I was talking about. Quite gone. Thinking about your double cheek, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so he lost his master, he lost his girl, he lost his brother, his Padawan. Right. And he gave everything he had to this Jedi order, which mm-hmm. is now gone. Yeah. Like Palpatine just yoinked it out from underneath him. I want to dive into his despair. I want to see him go piss mode on some inquisitors. I want to see, you know, <laughs> the yes. lightsaber, you know, but no, I think while he's looking into this, this fire, I think Qui-Gon's going to walk up to him mm-hmm. and I think they're going to have a moment. Do you think it'll be just a voice, or do you think they're going to get Liam Neeson? I think Liam Neeson's in it. Yeah, he's got it. I think he's playing it up. They're, they asked Liam Neeson, so are you going to be in the Obi-Wan show? And he's he's mentioned something about how TV shows aren't like his thing, and he's more of like a movie actor. Come on, Lee. But everybody knows he's full of it. Like, Andrew Garfield has completely changed the way i look at actors when they say <laughs> if somebody like, denies something it means it's happening right if they deny it it's happening so um yeah liam neeson he's gonna show up that's my big theory um that i would stake my life on qui-gon will be in this show i think um, that's probably a safe bet they should I, if if they don't do it i will be pretty upset uh one thing though they set the tone with in episode four is right away darth vader's on the scene they set the tone in episode seven right away. Kylo Ren's on the scene. It's like they usually start off with a bang and the bad guy shows up. So I wouldn't be surprised if 10 seconds in, they are showing an Inquisitor hunt down somebody. Yeah. Maybe somebody we know. And when I say we know, I don't mean like it's going to be, I don't know, somebody who would have survived that we would. I mean, it's not going to be somebody on the Jedi Council, but. No, I mean, there's Quinlan Voss. Mm hmm. But in the comics, Vader kills him. So I don't know what they're going to, like, you know, consider canon or not. Right. But I think there should be an epic sequence, though, where either a Inquisitor or a group of Inquisitors hunts somebody down and kills him. They just set the tone of, like, this is happening. Right. And I don't think Vader will show up right away. I think they're going to make his entrance more grand. I'm interested to see, though, how they play, because Kathleen Kennedy has said that Obi-Wan is going to face off against Vader again. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Uh, everybody always jokes that, like, Luke is hiding in the most obvious place ever with Uncle, Lo- uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Lars. Like, or wait, <laughs> Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Lars, Aunt Lars. And uh, it's like, how did Vader not know he was there? He's, it's like the most obvious choice. It's like, well, maybe he did. And maybe... I don't know. Maybe Vader goes to Tatooine at some point because I don't think Obi Wan's going to leave Tatooine. I think he might. What I do think. You th- what do you think would pull him away from Tatooine? So I'm trying to look up the quote from Episode Four. I can't find it. I can't remember exactly what Vader says. But in Episode Four, when they start fighting, Old Ben and Vader, he says, "You know, we meet again." Everybody that's watching it is thinking, okay, the last time we saw them was on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. 
But the way Vader talks about it, he says, when I left you, you were the master. I was but the learner. I I was but the learner, but now. But if you think about it, Vader did not leave Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan cut him in half and then left him to burn. True. Um, And then he... I can't remember the quote off the top of my head. I'll have to put it in like the show notes. You know what that kind of reminds me of? And this is Filoni again. Um, in episode three, when Anakin faces off against Dooku, he says, my powers have doubled since the last time I saw you. And Dooku replies, you know, twice the, twice the pride, twice the, the fall. fall. Double the fall. And what you don't know is in the movies, episode two, Dooku destroys Anakin, cuts off his arm. Like, it's not even a contest. So you're thinking, oh, okay, so the last time we saw them face off in episode two, Anakin's saying, my powers have doubled since then. But what you don't realize is if you watch Clone Wars, Dooku and Anakin have, like, nine battles where they are constantly coming in contact with each other and fighting each other. So really, you see this progression of all these other fights they've had, and Anakin is getting more and more and more and more powerful. So then him saying, my powers have doubled since the last time I saw you, become so much more relevant because you've seen him fight Dooku six or seven times, six, seven, eight, nine times. And um, I feel like they're going to try to pull off a similar thing with this one because all we know is, well, Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar where he left him by the lava to die. But how many times have they faced off in other stories that haven't been um, explored in the movies yet? Right. So that's what I'm excited to see. So something Vader says to him is... I'm surprised you came back. Mm. He says something along those lines. That's right. And it's like, well, hang on. Does Obi-Wan show up? Does he show up on the Death Star at some point? Yeah. Mm. So I think maybe the Inquisitors start to come to Tatooine, and to get them away, Obi-Wan just dips out for a second or something. They talk about that in the trailer. They say the Jedi Code is, what's the exact phrasing? They just watched it. It's like an itch. Yeah, exactly. I can't help it. Right. Yeah. So what are they gonna who are they gonna capture right. to try to draw Obi Wan out? Okatan. Boski? His girl's sister. Oh, do you guys know about that? You will. <laughs> uh yeah. Do you have any other theories? Because I, I do. Keep going. Oh, let me mention this though. One thing I thought that was really cool in the trailer, and this is me as a father talking. They show uh Uncle Owen. Yeah. And one of the aspects of the movies and now this show that I did not think about much until I saw the trailer was what does Uncle Owen go through and all? What does Obi-Wan tell him? What does Obi-Wan tell him what happens to Anakin? Um, what does he know? What does he not know? So then when these Inquisitors start showing up on his planet, like you can see in the trailer, the Inquisitors are in the same area as Uncle Owen. Are they looking for Uncle Owen? Do they know? Are they going after him? So how much... How much uh, of a burden is it on him to raise Luke? You know, I never thought about it that much, but like, what does he go through in this story? How much is he going to be a part of it? Um, and uh, yeah, because then in episode four, he's just like this old curmudgeon that's like not going to let Luke do what he wants. But I think this show is going to do a good job of kind of filling in the gap of his character to see what is the trials that he goes through to keep Luke safe throughout this whole thing and yeah i hope that they dive into that more yeah i think it's cool they got the the actors from episode three to come back yeah um 
Yeah, because it's been 16, 17 years, which is um, crazy. So my other theory going into this is Ewan McGregor versus Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. The age difference. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to play that off as like, okay, he's older now type of thing? Right. Or we were introduced to this this concept in really in episode three we see it um, where Palpatine is shocking Mace Windu mm-hmm. and Mace Windu is deflecting it. And you can see as he becomes more and more withered and scarred. And then it in, like ages him. Yeah, it almost ages him. Um, and then we also see in the sequels when Palpatine somehow returns and um, he's draining the life force out mm-hmm. of Rey and Kylo. I wonder if we see something where Obi-Wan, you know, goes head to head with, I, I don't want to say Palpatine because I feel like that'd be too much, but. There might come an instance where Obi-Wan needs to save the day, and in order to do that, he needs to do some sort of force thing we haven't seen yet, and it's going to drain him. They're not afraid to introduce new force powers. Yeah. So I'm up for it. I'm all for, like, I want a whole movie on the force. Like, show me what the force can do. Right. Don't just give me little, like, tidbits of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, we can heal with the force. Well, that's what's really cool about Clone Wars. There's that whole story arc where, like, Yoda goes to that that force sensitive planet and he like battles his inner demons and stuff. It's like all these the weird, wills. all yeah, the, yeah, the wills are involved. All these weird storylines that you didn't know you needed until you watch it. It's like this is layer seven Star Wars. This is deep stuff, and I love it. And that's Clone Wars has got a lot of that. Oh, um, it's just with like when they announced that there was going to be an Obi Wan Kenobi show. Like every this was this was back when they were unveiling like we're gonna do this movie we're gonna do that movie and people wanted an Obi Wan Kenobi movie, and then they said we're gonna do a TV show and initially it was like oh come on not a TV show but the more you think about it it's just like Clone Wars we, I would rather have nine hours of Obi Wan footage in a TV show than two and a half hours in a movie they can explore so much more stuff in a TV show with multiple episodes. Going back to last episode where it's just the amount of hours of exposure you get to a character, a TV show is the best way to to really dive deep into a storyline. And this is a storyline that's really worth talking about. Right. And the director has come out and said of the show Mm -hmm. that Obi-Wan Kenobi was created with a beginning, a middle, and an end. But keeping a possibility of more seasons. Mm-hmm. But this season is set up to have a beginning, middle, end. So there is one season. It's a limited series, but they are open to maybe something in the future, too. So oh, I'm interested to see how they finish it. What does the ending look like? Right. And uh, Hayden Christensen came out and said, the extent of this journey, I think, remains to be seen. So Hayden Christensen, you could say almost hints at more Vader in the future. He's saying there's a little bit more um, that they could tell, a more story. I just want to see, like, Vader on a Levendi mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan on a Levendi. Right. Because you go into episode four, and their lightsaber fight is bad. <laughs> like, I watched it recently with Emily, and I was like, oh, this is like, 
Vader versus Obi-Wan. There's so much like meaning in this. Like there's so many years of them, you know, back and forth and then you just kind of watch them like <laughs> just touch saber. Oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, you come and back here. And then he's just like, okay, my time has come. Yeah, it's but, pretty quick. But there's that awesome YouTube video that somebody made, company made. They did the, yeah. the battle. Star Wars reimagined. If you yeah. search that on YouTube. There's a, we can put it in the show notes. There's a, uh, a, uh, a f- I think there's a petition out there for people saying we should remove the original footage of, <laughs> of them fighting and replace it with this fan-made fight. No, it's... I, when I watched it with Emily, I actually paused the movie. And I said, okay, we're going to watch this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> this and I showed her, and straight up, I was like, I wonder like, how many people actually know about this. Dude, the video is 40 million views. Yeah, it's, they did an amazing job. It's just, I mean, there's so many fans of Star Wars. They're, they're talented. What are you going to do? Who do you think is going to show up? Like, people, because I think, I think it was the director who came out and said, we're going to see people that were important to Obi-Wan in this. Like, people from Obi-Wan's life will be highlighted in this show. What do you think that means? Like, there's got to be a flashback to Duchess. Yeah. There has to be. I wonder how that plays in. Who else a part of his life? I think definitely Qui-Gon. We went over that. Do you think we'll see Ahsoka? Maybe. I wonder how they would do that with Rosario Dawson. Because she would be younger. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she shows up, but why would she go to Tatooine? Maybe that's what draws Obi-Wan away. Either that or they capture Aunt Beru or something. Mm-hmm. You think Boba Fett shows up? He needs some kind of a redemption. <laughs> a young Boba? I don't know if I don't ever want to see him again <laughs> or if I want a better story of him. It's tough because this is a bridging story, so it makes sense for them to pull all the old characters back. But, like, what I'm interested to see who's new. Are they going to have a new bounty hunter involved? Like, is it just going to be the Inquisitors? Or is there going to be some bounty hunters looking for him? Because if they're looking for Obi-Wan, I mean, they're, the whole galaxy has got bounty hunters and assassins. Right. So, I mean, what kind of assassins could they send at him? Fennec, Chan. That's their baby. Disney's baby. Disney likes Fennec. Cad Bane. Bosk. Him and Obi-Wan know each other. Yeah. From that story arc. Okay. Side note, Clone Wars, there is a story arc where Obi-Wan Kenobi goes undercover as a bounty hunter, and uh, he fakes his own death to do it. It's like this super elaborate storyline, and he's alongside Cad Bane throughout the whole thing. So him and Cad Bane do have history. Uh, I can't think of anybody else, though, that they would pull in. I mean, from episode three, we'll see Bail Organa. They, oh, there was a tease with a young Leia. Yeah. Young Leia will be involved. Maybe that's why he... Millie Bobby Brown. Calling it. No. She's too young. (laughs) In the show, she's too young. And that actress... Millie Bobby Brown's too old. But it's like, not actually Leia. It's 11. (laughs) They merge. She can use the Force. Alright, we're getting (laughs) on topic. (laughs) Or we're getting on topic. Stranger Things. (laughs) I think that kind of concludes Obi-Wan. Overs can overs. As far as other things in Nerdville, there's Moon Knight. 
Marvel's Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. I have watched two and a half episodes. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say it's weird. <laughs> like, straight, like I, I can't even recap right now what's going on. You start in a mystery mm -hmm. and you, it kind of unravels like what's happening. So I'm not far enough to actually know what's happening. Gotcha. But from my understanding, from where I'm at, Oscar Isaac, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Poe Dameron. Poe Poe. Um, he has this like multi-personality disorder, mm -hmm. but he's also like an avatar of an Egyptian god. Mm. Like an Egyptian god like lives through him and gives him his power. And I, the one thing I really liked that I highlighted was he makes a joke about when they mention like how he's the Egyptian god, like he's the avatar of that. Mm -hmm. Oscar Isaac jokes about I've seen that movie, like, with the blue people. And then they're like, no, not like that. And he's like, oh, you mean the anime? <laughs> and it's actually, like, perfect. It's, like, it fits so perfect. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's got this weird, like, multi-personality where he's one person and then... So what are his powers? I couldn't even tell you. He gets this suit. He can activate this suit. Mm -hmm. And the suit makes him stronger and it... Gives him like a layer of armor where he can't get hurt. Is he kind of thing? like an anti-hero right now? So that's the thing. It's it's kind of shrouded in mystery where mm. the bad guy doesn't necessarily seem like the bad guy. You don't know the intentions yet. You don't really know what's going on. He go, his name is Stephen Grant, but he's also Mark. But for the most part, you see him as Stephen in the beginning. Um, and he's got this artifact on him. And this artifact is apparently a compass that leads to someone's tomb. Mm -hmm. And this guy wants this artifact from him. And he's like, okay, take it. But his like inner avatar won't let the guy have it. So he like fights the guy and he doesn't know what's happening. He kind of blacks out. And next thing you know, there's blood all over his hands and dead bodies everywhere. Dope. Um, and he's like, what the heck? Like something in me just protected this artifact and I was trying right. to get rid of it. Um, but yeah, apparently this artifact is called the Scarab. A compass that leads to this tomb of some Egyptian god. That this, I think he's the bad guy. I don't even know. His name's Harrow. And his big thing is he's created like this cult of people mm -hmm. that have like followed this Egyptian god that's in this tomb and they want to revive him and bring him back, but they don't know where he is. So they need the artifact, which is what Moon Knight has. So that's kind of where I'm at in the story. Um, super weird. It's really interesting, though. I don't know what's happening, but I want to. How many episodes are out right now? I want to say five or six. When do they come out? They come out on Wednesdays. Maybe I'll watch them this week, and then we can try to talk more about it next week. Okay. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think his story is so complicated that they didn't want to introduce him into the movie <laughs> because he's like a very he's a lesser known character. And he's got a very dynamic thing going on. Yeah. It's not just like he flies in a metal suit or he is super strong. He was given a serum. It's not Captain America. It's not easy to get. They almost need a show to dive into. They need the hours yeah. for you to figure, you know, learn about it. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. And, and he's Oscar Isaac kills it. He's been killing everything lately. Yeah. He's got, because it's like multi-personality. He flies now. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Palpatine's return. <laughs>
No, he uh, he really does a good job because his Stephen Grant is like he's got an accent, mm-hmm. um, whereas his Mark doesn't. So he he's very good at flipping the switch and being yeah. two people. I, I've noticed he's he's got that on lock. He should have been Bruce Wayne. Maybe <laughs> is he built? Or I should. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I mean, it's pretty cool. Moon Knight's pretty cool. It's definitely uh, worth the watch. I'm excited to see where it goes. But I think the only other thing in Nerdville that we haven't really talked about is Halo, mm. which I have not seen any of. I so. haven't either. I think this week I'm going to commit to watching Moon Knight and Halo. My neighbor introduced me. That was like the first first person shooter that I ever played. Just kind of like Halo camps and Call of Duty camps. And I've always been a Halo guy. I was pretty good at it. I wasn't, I mean, back in Halo 3, when like, being level 50 meant you were like a mate like you were next level i think i got to like level 39 was the highest which was like i was competitive but i think i like halo way more as a game than call of duty because if somebody is like shooting you from behind you have a chance to kill them in halo whereas in call of duty if you get shot from behind you're dead it's just boom 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 done and that's kind of what I've always that and I'm like a run and gun type of player where I hate just like hiding and waiting for people. I'd rather just run around recklessly. And Halo's a better game mode for that. I th- the stills, the trailer, I saw a video of the guy who plays Master Chief getting in the suit. It all looks ridiculous. It looks sweet. And yeah. I'm so glad they waited to have enough money to spend on it because they spent all the money on it it looks like. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the show. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't but know. I would story. hope to see Master Chief with a hallway scene. <laughs> That's really all I want. Yeah, but if you're going to be a hero, you need a hallway scene. That's and if been you don't confirmed. know what that means, you've got Vader at the end of Rogue One who ignites his lightsaber mm-hmm. and just running through the rebels using all sorts of force powers. You've got, if you haven't seen Clone Wars, Darth Maul gets a hallway scene. Where he uses the hallway to kill people. He literally uses <laughs> he strips the, the walls and kills people with the wall. You've got Batman, the elevator scene. That's considered his hallway scene. Mm-hmm. It was an elevator into a hallway, yeah. Right. And as soon, what's funny is when we were watching that movie, the elevator dings and all those dudes are staying in the hallway and you and me look at each other like, here we go. <laughs> like, you already know what's going to happen. It's like a crown jewel. As a hero, you need a hallway scene. What's fun? I actually watched a YouTube video just like explaining the the story of Halo, and it's hilarious because I've played every single game, and I never even understood the storyline. It's kind of weird. And when they get into like the Forerunners and uh, the Covenant and how everybody's fighting each other, it's like all I want to play is Xbox Live with multiplayer. I never really even fully understood the story, so I guess I'm going to be a little bit lost in the show. Because it was really just all about Kiltacular. Sean-tacular. <laughs> That's our cousin. <laughs> Any other news in Nerdville that you no. can think on the top of your head? No, everything I'm seeing right now is just quotes for Obi-Wan, really. Everybody's I, getting hyped up for Obi-Wan. I actually just saw, as we started our podcast, that Xbox is developing a role-playing game centered around the Mandalorian. Really? So I think that would be sweet. And then um, also, someone from EA that was like the coordinator of their games, Mm -hmm. um, she was just put in charge of a new Star Wars game to come out. 
Um, it's going to be like an action-adventure game. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't announced it. But she's getting her own Star Wars game that she's in charge of. Mm-hmm. If she's coming from EA, I would hope to God that it's Battlefront 3. That's all I want. This is a great opportunity to plug your Twitch. So, <laughs> 99 Nerds, Twitch, Battlefront 2, no one. And listen to me when I say this. No one can beat me as Iden. <laughs> like, bring it. What's your Iden? Oh, she's a max. She's a max level. Which is level of... Th- okay, if you don't understand rankings in video games, let me just say, <laughs> you rank up like every two or three games. It takes a while. So my, like my highest level in that game is like a level 29. 29. 29. 29. My Iden is a level 1000. <laughs> <laughs> like 1000. Like there's a comma in there. <laughs> I've played a lot of that game and I will play a lot of that game until they give me a third one. And I've actually got a Funko Pop. Once you hit 1,000, who got that for you? So my good cousin, TZ, who we'll have on the show soon. For sure. um, He gifted that to me for going ape mode and saving him many times. But yeah, you can catch me playing that game pretty much every night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to schedule a couple streams. We'll put them on social media. Yeah, I'm still getting the feel of how Twitch works and stuff. But If they came out with a Battlefront 3, that would be amazing. I mean, any game, really, we just want a new game. It's been so long since they've had a new Star Wars game. Lego Star Wars. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that game is also amazing. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that next time. Yeah, I got to dive more into that game. We just downloaded it. I don't think there's anything else to talk I, about. I think that's a Emergency press conference. Today is May 4th. May the 4th. Be with you. Um, <laughs> they just dropped Kenobi trailer number two and it is hype trailer starts with daddy one giving us a few memorable quotes they're coming stay hidden they want you to think he's talking to Luke I don't think he is I think he's either talking to Uncle Owen or he's talking to another Jedi I think they're going to set it up where Obi-Wan needs to leave Tatooine and he needs to go and help someone else. In the trailer, we see, at the very end actually, we see him on a ship. So he leaves Tatooine at some point. He's not there the whole time. I think he's going to save someone. Not sure who it is. But anyway, in the beginning, we get three Inquisitors. They show up on Tatooine. You've got Uncle Owen in the town square while these Inquisitors are talking to everyone. Suspense is high. And then you've got some dialogue between Daddy One, Obers Kenobers, Obi-Wan, and Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen gives Obi-Wan some sass. Um, and he says, leave us alone. And Obi-Wan says, but when the time comes, he must be trained. He's talking about Luke. And Owen comes back. He claps back with, like you trained his father. So I love this because in the movie, Uncle Owen clearly doesn't like old Ben. Um, He calls him like a crazy old man. So it's kind of cool. We get to see a little bit of that um, disconnect between Uncle Owen and Obi-Wan. So from that scene, it goes into two escape pods in space. 
Um, I wonder what that's going to be. I wonder if that's going to be Obi-Wan when he leaves Tatooine. Um, I wonder if he's going to find himself in trouble. We'll see. But the Inquisitor comes in and she says, I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. Now this is epic because like earlier in the episode, we talked about our theory of, you know, some bounty hunters that may show up. But I have another theory. I think that Kersantan from Boba Fett is going to show up because in the comics, Obi-Wan fights Kersantan, and that's why Kersantan has like a scar on his eye. That's all Daddy Wan's doing. It's cool. We get a scene of Obi-Wan. It looks like he's in an imperial prison. Um, if you take it scene by scene, it, he almost looks like he's in like an inmate outfit, and he's fighting a Zabrak, which is the same species as Darth freaking Maul. That's pretty sweet. Um, and he's doing some hand-to-hand combat. We also see him uh, wielding a gun. He's shooting at bounty hunters. This is wild. I wonder if he loses his lightsaber or something. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. Um, and then we get the Inquisitor. She says, you can't run, Obi-Wan. You can't escape him. I am so excited. Like, my mind is going in so many different places thinking about how Darth Vader is going to show up. And as she says that, you can't escape. We see Vader's hand being put on his arm by a droid. We see his chest plate being put on. I am so freaking excited to see Hayden Christensen come back. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It ends with Obi-Wan on that ship, it looks like. Um, and he's super distraught. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, trailer 2 was a pretty sick gift for May the 4th. And I'm excited to hear 99 Nerds Episode 3 because I won't be there. But Ostboss is taking over with Sean Tacular. And Sean is going to have some cool stuff to say. When I get in a room with Sean Terry... I could sit and listen for like three hours because this guy has a gift and has, he, he has a gift to articulate his opinion. And honestly, he does it in an entertaining way where I could sit there and listen to him all day. Um, so I'm excited to hear episode three. So you're going to want to tune into that. All right, guys. This has been episode one, two, slash two. Attack of the Clones. The clones being his Two. denim, my denim. Double denim. Revenge of the Sith is coming. Shoot. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, all those things that the YouTubers do. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Hit it. Smash it. <laughs> Falcon punch. Falcon punch it. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs>